0: to the Two Network. I'm Adam. We're here at the Newcastle United Training Centre in Benton as part of a donation that the Two Network's very own Vince made uh, to the food bank at the Tankside Irish Centre a few weeks ago with all the journalists and the talk in, which has been great so far. It's a bright, sunny day. We've arrived on Team photo Day of all days, just a few days ahead of the big showdown against Liverpool on Sunday evening. Now we've just met rafa benitez he's in fine spirits as are we've met a couple of the the squad as well we've got a we've got a, we've got a handshake from uh, from yedlin i we've got a handshake from james um, and rafa benitez of course we'll, we'll have an audience with him in a little bit as well the guys are just getting changed from their strips from the team photo and training's about to start so we're just waiting around for that we won't be able to take any footage of course but I'll certainly feedback on what I what I see, what what the mood's like, and see what the confidence is like in the squad, but they seem to be laughing and joking before. Um, the guys seem in pretty good spirits by all, by all accounts. Ahead of the Liverpool game, I think there's been a lot of talk about uh, Perez's um, function in the team and whether whether he p- creates enough, does he score enough goals, does he assist more, but I, I wrote a, an article in the week that suggests that actually Jose's is, uh, is function of the team is a lot more important than people give him credit for it's the work rate it's the application it's the fact that he will chase down last season gail dwight Gale was known for chasing down not giving defenders high pressing not giving defenders enough time on the ball whereas perez i think with him a, 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 guess a less mobile forward in, in hoselu or Mitrovic as it might be um, perez provides that that speed that pace that energy to put all the defenders under pressure. And I think Liverpool, who have are prone to defensive lapses, we're going to need to get into them and get right in their faces. And I think the Gallagher flags are preparing something quite special in terms of a flag um, display as well. I think it's. I think Liverpool's going to be the biggest flag display that they've done. So I think the atmosphere will be absolutely roaring. I think, with it being Rafa Benitez and his old club as well, and he's very fond of still. Of course. It's going to be a really special night and I think we can get over the disappointment of the defeat at Brighton with a really good performance against Liverpool. Whether we win, lose or draw, I think it'll instil a bit more team spirit into the game again. So I was just talking there um, about team spirit in in the side and after I recorded that we went out to watch one of the training sessions. Very privileged, I think we were one of this kind of thing um regular fans going to see training session i think they only get about 10 there a year um if that at the training center which so we were uh, myself uh, vince my brother-in-law and my dad john uh, were very privileged to be um one of the one of the few to to witness something like that and it was really it was honestly I'm recording this part the day after um after I've tried to process everything that went on yesterday it was as a Newcastle United fan, it was just one of the best experiences of my life altogether. It was absolutely incredible but I'll talk a bit about the training um they were looking at some uh there was a couple of exercises that in the first exercise was a possession game and it was it was quite sort of. It was a few laughs and a bit, sort of a bit more informal. Obviously, they were still working hard, but it was just seemed a bit more lighthearted. And then when they moved on to the second and third and fourth exercises, you could tell they were doing some endurance stuff. They were doing some tactical stuff, and it was really, really interesting. Quite how the the focus of this whole squad uh, was elevated during just after that first exercise, a bit more of a warm up game that. But then, as soon as we got into the other pitch and we, we were watching them doing these other exercises, when Rafa talked, everyone showed up. And it was, he, he doesn't shout. He's very, um, he talks a lot um, in a very good way. He, he talks a lot. He's very personal and affable. But he, he, he's got an, you know, I guess he's got an assertive tone. I guess because of his status in the game, is standing. The trophies he's won, the success he's he's achieved as a as a as a football manager, commands respect, and that's exactly what he what he gets from the Newcastle squad. But without having to shout, or I mean, I'm sure he will shout if he if he feels it's necessary. But he's not one of these. He's not one of these managers that, as Isaac Hayden alluded to with Wenger, doesn't say it very much he doesn't he likes to correct there and then Rafa he likes to talk to people tell them what to do no no go back we'll do that again and drill it into his players and but he just speaks assertively he doesn't necessarily have to annoy everybody it's it's by shouting at them or ranting which I imagine probably some of his predecessors um, at St James's Park Hotsey, might have well have done but he it's just a bit more considered and a bit more constructive really. It's, it's all very well shouting at someone and saying, no, don't do that. Right, so what do you want me to do? And Raf is that kind of manager. Don't do this, try thinking about this. And, and he puts the arm around the shoulder and that's the kind of manager he, he is. And I think that's why one of the biggest takeaways uh, for me from watching the training session and actually seeing the squad in a more informal setting with doing the team photo, for example, Laughing, there was there's real spirit there, and this is off the back of a, a, a you know one nil defeat by by Brighton last weekend. It was more that it was they didn't let themselves wallow in that defeat, and that's probably how and it, you know it speaks volumes for that we went on a after losing the first two games and losing away to Huddersfield which you'd think that we'd at least not you know get a draw from heads don't go down in the squad as easily as they might have done in years gone by before Rafa Benitez um, with the likes of say Pardew, Carver McLaren you know Kinnear <laughs> the heads don't go down and I think mentally we're a lot stronger I think mentally we're better equipped yes we don't have all the, all the abilities a lot of other Premier League clubs do but we have a manager who's very meticulous knows exactly what he wants. He does his homework to the nth degree, and he really, really knows his stuff. Rafa Benitez, down to the down to the the, the minute details and elements of any scenario, of any set play, of any open play. It, it, it is he's an he's a walking encyclopedia of football. It, it is just. He's just a, he's a genius. We have a world-class manager and I just need to stress that. And I think as much as his tactical prowess and his knowledge of the game is a huge weapon for Newcastle United, his ability to make feel, people feel good about themselves and to motivate, but again in a constructive way, that's meaningful and can last. His coaching team are slick, they're professional, Everyone there's not a minute wasted on the training ground. Everyone knows what they're doing, so it's from transition to exercise to the next one to the next one. They really, really know the stuff, and it was it was an amazing and unique insight into you know to see how any Premier League club would trains on a regular day. And as much as I don't have, I don't really have many of these kinds of training behind closed doors training sessions to compare what I saw to. It looked and felt as I would expect a Premier League club to be in in, in regards to their training regime it was yeah it was um, they were well drilled there was purpose there was tactical insight there was corrections he talked a lot but yeah just a slick operation he's got a really good team around him Rafa Benitez and that's again what he brings you know, you can't imagine, as much as I can imagine maybe Steve McLaren probably being quite good on the training ground by all accounts, because of, you know, you you don't get to be Sir Alex Ferguson's number two without having a bit of nouse on the training ground. But I think if you look at the likes of, say, John Carver, Pardew, they're not bringing that kind of stuff to a training session, they're just not. And I think that shows on the pitch eventually, um, or straight away, if it's John Carver. <laughs> But anyway, after that, we then uh, we met pretty much most of the first team squad. We had um, once they'd had once they'd eaten in the canteen and got some signatures and handshakes and had some good crack on oh, with a lot of them. It, again, there's no egos in that in that dressing room. There really isn't, and that's another thing that I think Rafa Benitez brings to the squad. He's got rid of a lot of dead wood, a lot of dead wood and, 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 and rotten apples, I guess. In, in the club and everyone's sort of yeah it's a young squad but people are hungry and yeah I know that they've been probably trained to be nice to people and smile but they, again they still did it and they're still, you were able to have a bit of back and forth Rob Elliott I found absolutely hilarious, really really funny guy um had some good crack on with the, with, with the other guys um Marino Atsu Mo um, Diame, Henri Savé had some good crack together. You know, we um, I'm just trying to think that we wrote a big list. Freddie Woodman, he'd just been announced as in an England under 21 squad, so we congratulated him for that. And he was seeing, <laughs> I think it had only just broke a few minutes before, so he was quite like, oh, right, yeah, <laughs> thanks very much for that. We saw um, Richie and Eli- Elliot and Shelby, Marino, Bemba, Perez. Yedlin um Sterry, I'm a, a shout out for 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 Jamie Sterry as well. We um he he took the time to ask us how we've how we've you know, what did we think of the training session. He obviously saw us watching and um he was very honest about his own aspirations. He's a Geordie boy, he wants to do well, he wants to get his chance in the first team. I was asking if if, if he thought he might get a chance, you know, this, this this season and he you know he's just come back from a big injury obviously. But he's, you know, he's hope, he's really hoping to. I think he really wants to do well here. I think he he probably wants to do achieve what Paul Dummett's achieved in sort of staking down a first-team place for his for, for his own. It's gonna be difficult because I like Yedlin and Yedlin offers a lot. Um But you know, has got some pace as well. Uh, Vince noticed um giving Atsu a run for his money, and Atsu's a fast lad, like he's really quick, obviously, so. Yeah, it's good. it's good to talk to some of these younger guys like Woodman, like Steria. I was speaking to Woodman, asking him if he thinks he'll get the number one jersey by the end of the season. And again, that's what he's working towards as well. I'd like to think he's, you know, what we don't want to do is be in another situation like Fraser Forster where he doesn't get a game, but then he goes on to become a really well-established international goalkeeper when he was one of our own. So what we don't want to do with, I guess, with Woodman is wait, wait, wait too long so he gets bored and he just, he moves, he moves on and, and and looks to find his career elsewhere let's hope that doesn't happen and I thought, hope he gets an opportunity this season maybe in the FA Cup perhaps, I don't know but, so that side of it was great, we got offered in and had a bit of food with in the canteen and then um, and then Ryan from the press office in Newcastle United, who was basically chaperoners all day um, grabbing his cups of tea, when, as and when. But we had some food, and he said he was going to try and grab Rafa, for ask Rafa to come in for, for two minutes. So Rafa, Rafa came along, um, plates were cleared away, and we were sat around the canteen table at Newcastle United Training Centre in Benton, and Rafa Benitez comes in, sits down, we chat about a few things, other things, that, then we talk about We'd chat a lot about sort of charity and how you know the 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 auction uh, money that went to Newcastle food banks. Uh, he was he was really obviously passionate about it himself because he was involved on that night with with, with topping up the, the the money raised for that Truth Faith event. It was brilliant with all the journalists, and he and then we started talking about football inevitably, and we talked tactics and. He asked us for our opinions. We try to, I try to give across sort of insight into what I think he's doing with the team, and corrected me on a couple of things. But then he, he, he give a couple of wry smiles to to a few things I was saying. Obviously, he's not going to tell me. Um, but I noticed a couple of things on the on the on the training pitch that might uh, that might come about on on Sunday, Liverpool. Um, so I asked him about those, and he, he all he did was give a bit of a smile. So there might be something more in it, um, but I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disobey his trust there. Um, I'd rather um, wait until after the Liverpool game to tell you what I th- <laughs> what I thought was gonna happen and whether it came about or not. Because I don't want to give if if it was a bit of a secret. I don't want any um, any factions from Liverpool. You know, loose lips sink ships. We're um, all in it together. So for the good of the team. I'll keep my, lip, my lips sealed for now, but I'll tell you after, after the Liverpool game what those what those things that I spotted on the training ground were and whether they come to fruition. But Rafa Benitez, world-class manager, he's won La Liga twice, he's won the FIFA World Club Cup, he's won the Champions League with Liverpool, obviously, famously, made another Champions League final, won the Copa Italia, he's managed some of the biggest clubs in Europe and Real Madrid, obviously, Napoli... <laughs> and here he is, sat with me, Vince, and my dad, chatting tactics, chatting football for an hour and a half. It's days before the Liverpool game. He's got obviously got so much to do to prepare, he's got loads that he could be getting on with, but no. He came and took his time again. He could have come and sat down. Fifteen minutes would have been incredible, like an audience with one-on-one with with Rafa Benitez. But no, it was an hour and a half. I couldn't stop talking to him about tactics, and then he got his. Um, we st- we t- started talking about zonal marking, for example, and and how we've you know Jamal Lascelles has um, benefited from a couple of our opponents this season playing with zonal marking. So then he get, so he gets up because we're in a canteen. He's grabbing pepper pots and salt shakers, and he's getting the olive oil bottles, and he's getting napkins and water bottles, and he's he's moving he's moving the, he's moving the bottles around as the defenders. So right, so you're defending a corner. How do you how do you line up? So he's giving he's telling me where to put the the olive oil bottle. He's telling me where to put the salt and pepper shakers, <laughs> and it's like right. Well, I'd have a tall lad at the front. Um, or somebody who's good at heading like we used to have Shearer at the front post we used to head out loads uh, all the time so I'd have like a big lad at the front there maybe behind him I think a bigger lad would be wasted so maybe put your second biggest man two over so you could defend like the centre of the back post and have somebody quick and it, and it, and it was amazing but it, his technical insight you know he he spoke very candidly about lots of situations and situations with the club as well which again i think have been touched on by journalists and i'm I'm not going to disclose those things but he, he he was he's very trusting of us and you know i i told him you know speaking on behalf of you know i don't have the right to speak on behalf of newcastle fans but i i basically told him that you know i know a lot of newcastle fans most of us i would, I would imagine we he he got criticised from factions of the media for speaking out against Mike Ashley, but I told him that how refreshing it was to have somebody who is fighting our corner. What what Rafa wants is for the good of the fans, for the good of the club. What Mike Ashley wants, who knows what Mike Ashley wants, but certainly his behaviour over the last decade. M- I would say a large proportion of that has not been in the best interest of the club and in the best interest of him alone, if not all, in his own interests and I think that's become widely obvious now but I told Rafa that we need a mouthpiece like him as fans we need somebody who understands us, doesn't patronise us doesn't call us deluded, doesn't think that we want 200 million transfer budget we don't, we don't, we never did and I think anybody repeating crap like that just haven't, they haven't done their homework or it's an easy punchline or it's lazy and I think we're worth better than that we, we, you know we, we deserve a bit more respect from people for that but Rafa gets it and Rafa's the glue and he's the brains and he's just a really nice guy I can't put it more than that He's <clears throat> he was so down to earth you know I'm sitting there we're sitting there having a like a, a, a chat down the pub like you would talking football with your mates like you would with you with your with your family members as well just chatting about football. We had that chat with Rafa, except the only difference was he's won the Champions League, you know, <laughs> like he's he's won the La Liga, <laughs> he's won the UA, he's won the Europa League with Chelsea as well. Like he's <laughs> you're having that chat, that in depth chat about tactics down the pub, but he's actually gone and done it, you know. It was an incredible experience, and I, I've only got really good things to say about the man. He, I, I've got a lot of time for him, as he had a lot of time for us. And I just think, if that's how he treats strangers who he's never met before, yeah, we were t- we were talking a lot about football, and I think we could at least we had a, a, enough tactical knowledge between the three of us to give to have a proper conversation. It was it was a back and forward. It, that I think if we. If we didn't know that much about tactics or didn't weren't interested in them, shall we say, I'm not I'm I'm not a tactical expert, don't don't get me wrong. I think if we weren't as in-depth um knowledgeable about football or just as big of fans of football as as we were, that conversation probably would have ended a long time before it did. But it was amazing. Um and he took the time to sign a few bits as well, including my uh, little son's uh, Newcastle kit with um, with his name on the back and number, so that's a that's quite a special thing that I'll keep forever. But yeah, um, it was an amazing day. We even spotted uh, Simon Bird from the, from the Mirror, and uh, we had a good chat with him. He was uh, he was good crack as as well, um, very kind. So we're going to be in the media box for the Liverpool game, uh, rubbing shoulders with journalists and ex footballers. We'll be in the post match press conference with Benitez and Klopp as well. So this uh, this amazing prize and experience is only halfway through as I'm talking um on Friday here before the Liverpool game. It's going to be an amazing game, but let's go back into a bit more of a preview. I've obviously chatted a bit more about um you know Liverpool's dynamic forwards which are going to be very difficult to contain. Mane's back. Coutinho is apparently resettled after his um Summer of, um, I guess, transfer uncertainty towards Barcelona. You've obviously got Salah, who looks an incredible player. Um, He obviously came to Chelsea and didn't really get much of a chance, but then he went to Roma and absolutely ripped the league up. So it's been no surprise to me that Mo Salah's come in and, and played really well. Of course, you've got Firmino, who's been involved in a ridiculous amount of goals in the calendar year. So we're going to have a lot to deal with on Sunday evening, but I think, um, as I mentioned before, the flags are going to be up, the Gallagher flags. It'll be a great display, it'll be a great atmosphere, but I think what we need to do is what we did against Stoke, and have this, you know these defensive back, these you know banks of four, and keeping shape, and absorbing pressure, and I guess try and get Liverpool on the break. Liverpool are a team who like to break quickly as well, but I suspect... Given that we are bottom of the possession table, Liverpool or not, they're going to get a lot more opportunities, a lot more possession. So it's going to be a lot more difficult for us to carve out goal-scoring chances. So Hasseluu as well. I told him that Sunday was going to be his day. I could feel it in my bones. I said, "You're going to score, Hasseluu." So let's. Uh, if he scores, I'm going to pick up. I'm getting an assist for that, guys. I'm sorry, but um, partial credit. But I think. We didn't find hustle enough against Brighton. Spoke to Rafa about that, and he obviously fully agreed. I said, I, I, I told Rafa that um, had we played with the urgency that we did in the last fifteen minutes against Brighton, that seventy-five percent possession, all those shots on goal and target, then we, you know, might have been a bit different. Rafa was adamant that the goal Brighton scored shouldn't have stood. It was foul. A defender was held held back. Um, before it was headed towards Hemmed, but we, before that we were largely, we, you know, we we're all right. We they'd started better, but what we can't do is allow any lapses in concentration at the back if we were to get anything. You know, Liverpool have only lost one game this season, which was against Man City away, and we all know that was through the Mane <laughs> high kick which I told Rob Elliott to look out for, but looking at the last six meetings between Newcastle and Liverpool, in the last six meetings we've won two, drawn two and lost two, so it's quite evenly spread, Rafa Benitez hasn't lost against Liverpool since he left Anfield, I think that was a couple of draws when he was at Chelsea, and looking at goals for and goals against, now... Newcastle have scored six and conceded five. Liverpool have scored 12 and conceded 11. So we've both got, both teams have a goal difference of plus one. Our problem has been goals. We've Basically averaged, what, a goal a game, six and six. Liverpool have scored double that, but then they've pretty much conceded double that as well. So Liverpool's weakness is the defence. But as Rafa Benitez himself pointed out to me, it's all very well saying that they've got a weak defence, but if you haven't got the ball and the possession and you, you don't create chances to exploit that poor defence, it doesn't make any difference. And he's absolutely right. You know, if we don't get possession, if we don't, we're going to have little possession, but if, if we can be economical and efficient with it like we were against Stoke, we did a lot with a little. Then we might carve out a few good chances, but it's Liverpool. I think in the last game, you know, in the previous games they've had like up to twenty, thirty shots, and by definition, if you have that many shots, you have that many. That you have quite a lot of possession. So we're gonna have to really. It's gonna be really tough. Basically, um, I'll be surprised if we win, but I think a draw is in our, within our grasp. I definitely don't think it's gonna be a nil nil. I think. Um, I think for any of you, um, for any of you gamblers out there, I think you lay against a nil-nil by a lot of money because it's either they're conceding or we're conceding. It it, it it is just happening. Their attack is just too good and their defence is too porous. I think, but it's whether we can capitalise. So we'll see what happens against uh, Liverpool. But I think the. I think our best chance of scoring is from set plays. So Liverpool have been really, really weak this season, and probably in previous seasons as, uh, likely as well. I know they've been trying to do a lot of more work on, you know, their defensive discipline and, and d- defending set plays. I mean, even in, even in midweek in the Champions League, they, they conceded from a from a free kick, and you know the way they they set the wall up. I was listening to, the Guardian. Football Weekly Extra before, and it was suggested on there that you know even the position of the defenders in the wall was wrong, and that as details as minute as that as why they're conceding. So mix that with Newcastle's prowess from from set players Last season we scored a record number of goals from from set players, from dead balls from corners, from free kicks. We scored from corners this season already uh, Richie and Lascelles so I think that's probably our best chance if we can get the ball forward win a few free kicks a few corners get the defenders, the centre backs up there that's probably our biggest attacking threat at the minute while n- no strikers are actually being very clinical Perez is working hard good part of the system as i was mentioned before but he's not creating a scoring yet Atsu's the best chance for his breaking on pace, because he's the fastest in this, in, in the team. Richie, I think, as much as he's not going to beat Mar- Al- Al- Alberto Moreno for pace, or we don't know if Robertson's going to play, but R- Moreno's been getting a lot more of a game in the league. Moreno's positional play is suspect, I think. It's fair to say. He's not as pos- positionally disciplined. So, I think Richie can be a bit clever there and, and bide his time and wait for Moreno to be out of position and still give him a bit of a. You know, he's going to work hard anyway, even if he hasn't got the lightning pace that Atsu has. He's got the delivery, Richie. So, maybe he doesn't even have to beat Moreno to get a good ball in for Hosselu. Someone good to aim at. He's a great target man. Whether Moreno or Shelby plays, as we talked that Shelby might come back in the way, who knows? Hayden might be crucial still. Uh, to to give the to give our defence a bit more uh, stability and a bit more guard, but we'll see. It's going to be an amazing night. Newcastle Liverpool's a special fixture in the Premier League. It's going to be amazing to uh, to to be there on an evening, and obviously the yeah, added experience that we're going to get being in the the media suite as well. It'll be lovely, nice one-off occasion. Um, we're going to make the most of it, of course. And if we can get a draw, I think that'll feel as good as a win against what is an absolutely spectacularly attacking side in Liverpool. But it'll be a great game, great atmosphere. I can't wait for it. And honestly, I'm still trying to get over the fact that I met Rafa Benitez yesterday. He was amazing. We are so lucky to have such a a really nice, but talented and passionate world-class manager in charge of our club, calling the shots and doing his best to stick up for the Newcastle fans and giving us what we want. He's doing the best with 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 little I think, we should, really should have a stronger squad but the, the unity that I saw yesterday in the training ground and the togetherness and the team spirit, that counts for so much more than a team full of selfish, w- world-class players, you know, I, I think there's a lot to be said for the unit, you look at the likes of Burnley, you look at the likes of Brighton even and Huddersfield, unit, bigger than the sum of the parts, making the most of of, of their assets and being just a bit more intelligent and and strength with mentality as well. That's huge. Anyway, thanks so much for for watching and listening. I know it's been a lot more of a a longer, more in-depth video or podcast. I needed to share my experience with Rafa and just tell you just how good hands we're in. We really are. We're so lucky to have him. But yeah, the Liverpool game is going to be tough. But, stranger things have happened, we've beaten them before, why not, we can beat them again, we really can, can't wait for the game, hope you can too, please subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Twitter and Facebook, you can catch the audio version of this on iTunes and Soundcloud as well, I've been Adam from the Toon Network, special thanks to Vince as well for making that amazing experience happen and the club for being so hospitable, Uh, Ryan and Ian at the the training centre were amazing to us all day players were really great as well. Thanks to everybody and we'll see you soon. See you next time. Thanks very much everyone. bye bye <laughs>